0: Live
1: from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Silver, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station.
0: Hope your Tuesday's going well. We're back in studio tomorrow, then uh, we're off to Indy after the show. We will broadcast uh, from Indianapolis in the Combine on Thursday and Friday. How much time have you spent in Indy?
2: Quite a bit, actually, but yes. not. It, it, it's been years since. It's a good little town. I call I it because like we live in Chicago, but uh, I was down there November, December, maybe, for my nephew's game he plays for Butler. We stayed downtown Indy, and I, 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 every time I've been to Indy, I've really enjoyed it. I, I used to go to a lot of Bulls games down there. Um, Bulls Pacers,
0: um, I covered the 1998 NBA uh, East or the Eastern Conference Finals there. But uh, remember when Derek and uh, the Bulls uh, played the Pacers, there were a couple series. They they went at it um, on a more recent basis. That's still like probably what, 14 years ago now, still a long time ago, Yeah, a th- long time ago, 13 years ago. Like it's a great we were talking about this today. It, it's a fantastic events town. Yeah, it is. Like with, with the Big Ten tournament, NCAA tournament. Um, they know all what the, they're doing. The, yeah. They've had a Super Bowl there. They, they do so many great things.
2: I've uh, never been in Lucas Oil Stadium, so I'm excited to, to kind of get a look at that as well. Yeah, neither did I. The last time I covered the combine, it was at the RCA Dome. Yeah. It was before Lucas Oil was built. I think it was called the Hoosier Dome before the RCA Dome back yeah. in the, way back in the day. When days. you were performing. That was, you uh, were that making was in the, magic. R, the old RCA Dome. Then they called it the or, no, the Hoosier Dome. Then they turned it to the RCA. Whatever yes. it is, it
0: looks yeah, that's like how a nice it building. It then. was the Hoosier Dome. And then the sponsor of the RCA. Is RCA even a company anymore? No, I don't think so. I don't know. A uh, Joe, dog. Joe's in Lincoln, Nebraska. Joe, you're on ESPN 1000. What's on your mind? Hey, fellas. Um,
3: Sylvie, you were talking, and everybody is talking about how the Bears, it's a systemic thing that we can't develop a quarterback, and obviously our track record shows that. But at the same time, it's like there were knocks against Erlocker coming out in the draft that, oh, he's just a big safety, he's not going to hold up against the run, and he's in the frickin' Hall of Fame. Whoa, whoa, and... whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. Did
3: he say
2: frickin'? Of a U. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. he did he say frickin'? Oh, He safe. <laughs>
0: Okay. Sorry, I didn't curse. You,
2: no, no, you sorry. scared you, me, man. Oh my goodness.
3: <laughs> sorry. Um, you. you know, same thing with like running backs. Nobody ever says, "Oh, if you're a running back, you don't want to go to Chicago." Like, I, I, it just it makes no sense to me. How can it be like we can generate? I mean, Lance Briggs was not you know a top five pick. I mean, you know, we we can develop players. We can develop our running backs are good. Our we can get old linemen that play well, you know. I mean, Olin Cruz, uh, all these guys over the years that it's it's just one position that we can't, can't seem to get right. And so, like, how can the whole organization, the whole system be bad? It, it makes no sense to me, and it's frustrating that it's like – <laughs> Joe, what
0: is it? Is it coincidence? I mean, you know, again, we're the longest-running franchise in football and the only one that doesn't have a 30-touchdown guy and a 4,000-yard guy. How can that be, you know?
3: I don't – I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, we can develop players. Sure. We just haven't been able to develop quarterbacks, the most important one. And what, what, we're just jinxed or what? I mean, I don't get it. And I don't care if, I mean, I like Justin seems like a good dude, hard worker. He's fun to watch. Um, and I've seen the YouTube highlights of Caleb Williams and he just seems like another Justin. I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm no like talent evaluator, but he doesn't seem that much different than what Justin brings to the table. I mean, I, See, this is where,
2: but Joe, this is where I would say to you, this is what, and I'm not saying this with, you know, any type of, you know, disrespect or chip on your shoulder, whatever the case may be. If you watch highlights of Justin and you watch highlights of, of Caleb Williams, you'll think that they're very similar and there are some similarities, but if you watch the entire game and not just the highlights and you focus in on exactly what is being asked and what the play is designed to do, and you see subtle differences between how they play the game, then I think that it's easier to differentiate one from the other. So if you know that the play is designed to come out quick, or that you know that that he needs to set protection in a certain way, you know, I'm just trying to give you examples of how the highlights may look similar, but the actual functioning inside the pocket and the... the the details with regard to how the quarterback position is played. And it is a very detailed position. You can see they're not just subtle differences at times. They're significant differences. And you can see that over the course of, you know, an NFL season when you compare NFL quarterbacks as well, you could see the differences between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen and Justin Fields or Justin Fields and, and, and Kirk cousins. Like you just can't, that's, I think, and I'm not, again trying to you know diminish your thought but i think we get caught up in watching the highlights on sports center and coming to conclusions about guys and i just i think that i think the more time you would probably spend looking more closely at both players you would see more than subtle differences you would see significant differences ronnie in florida you're on espn 1000 what's up ronnie hey
4: guys um quick question you know i was thinking about this earlier in and- you know, having a number one pick is great. Um, obviously, having it twice uh, in two years is insane. But if we didn't have the first pick this year and we were sitting at nine, what would your guys' desire for this draft to look like?
2: I think what you'd be doing is you'd be looking for a wide receiver because there's an abundance of those. And, and Ronnie, we've been saying this. This is not a new thing for us. We've been saying this for, what, Sylvie, four months? Yes, we go back to almost the first week of the season is is you know halfway through the season the conversation about using this first overall selection on another quarterback and moving off of Justin and pivoting is 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 in very large part due to the fact that you have the first pick. If they had the 10th pick, we would be talking about something different. We've been saying that for months.
4: Yeah, but I mean, will we would we even think about even trying to move down and try to get one of those guys? Would that be um, and to just kind of go with that quarterback, whether it's May or Daniels or, um, you know, whomever.
0: You mean trade up?
4: Yeah, excuse me. I'm sorry. Trade up towards to get one of those upper echelon guys if we were sitting just at nine? Or would that just be the receiver and just try to ride with the Man, you'd, and like, see what again,
0: happens? you would have to give up to get up from from nine all the way to one. Like, look what Carolina had to give up. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's just.
2: Right. I don't think you would. Like, again,
0: like. I mean, like, Weeder wrote weeks ago, this is like someone gifted you a gift card. Yes. And, like, you now have received this gift card to use on, like, a toy and like or, like, just the gift of your choosing. And, sure, you can trade down and there could be cool stuff that you can get. But, like, you can get a, a one of the best quarterbacks you've seen in a long, long time and for a variety of reasons – Uh, it could
2: work out. This is a luxury. It really is. This is a luxury purchase. And if you have the opportunity, and I don't think that they're looking at this in a casual manner as well. This has come along with, you know, they've experienced good fortune. They have the first pick of the draft. They have done extensive work, and I think it's one of the things that Albert Breer told Cap and, and Hoodie today is that I think that they've done a, a ton of work, background work. They've done all of the you know the film study. I think they're comfortable with Kalen Williams and who he is as a football player based on everything you hear. The question is, is are they comfortable with who he is as a, as a person? As, as Ryan Poles told you at the end of the season, we need to find out who different people are, not just as football players, but who you are as a person. And Breer referenced today that yeah. that he, you know, the, the Bears have already done extensive background work on him. That That's a perfect lead-in right there. Um,
0: so Breer, who is always on on Tuesdays with Cap'n J. Hood, 835, really good stuff. That's exactly what he had to say regarding the Bears and their work on Caleb Williams. I
4: can tell you for a fact, like. This is not the beginning of the, like I, I. Some people are going to couch this, and Ryan might even like play it up this way at, at his pressure. I don't know, but um, you know, like a lot of people are going to like s- act like this is the beginning of the process with with Caleb and the Bears. The Bears have done a crapload of work on him already. Correct. Uh, now they haven't had the chance to sit down with him in a formal setting, and obviously they'll have the chance to do that here. But if you're talking about the dad, the family, you know the, the USC program, everything, they went out to LA, um, and interviewed Zach Robinson and Cliff Kingsford and did some fact finding while they were there. So um, the Bears are already really well into their process. Which I think like reflects well on on what they're doing and, and how they're building and where they're going from here. And um, you know I I like put it this way: I don't think Ryan Poles. Despite what he might say at the podium, I don't think he doesn't know what he what he's going to do right now. I think he's got a pretty firm idea uh, of where the team is going. Not that he's telling a lot of people, but like I think he probably has a pretty firm idea of, of where he's going, just like he did when he came to the combine last year.
2: Brewer's really good. He's fantastic, and he's been a, a source of great information all, all all year long. It's what I said, at the, you know, at the start of the show today. Look, I think the, the, the gray area, there's more gray area with regard to a trade partner for Justin than there is how they feel about what they're going to do going forward. That's just the impression I get. That's, that's, that's a great thought. I
0: heard you say that earlier, too, that they, they just don't know which team is going to offer the most and who
2: really wants them the most. That's how I read it. I don't know yeah. if people read it differently, but when you talk about gray area and trying to clear that up, I think that... I think it's, it's more conceivable that they know what they want to do at one. They don't know what they can get in return for a deal with Justin.
0: one more before we cross talk uh, with black and abdallah this is on waldron and if you remember from his press conference they did not meet justin and shane waldron they only exchanged a few texts and they did not share the playbook with justin fields so al they asked that to albert Breer if he thought what did he think of that that justin fields doesn't have the bears future playbook
4: i bet justin herbert has a chargers playbook <laughs> right. <laughs> um, right. I mean, yeah, like that's, I, I, like it's hard not to look at that and say, well, you know, like if they had decided they were going forward with him, um, then they would have, they would have given it to him, right? Like they would have wanted him to get that jump. And I think Justin would have wanted it. Justin's a great worker. You know what I mean? Like, and I think we all know that. Um, what kind of kid he is and how conscientious he is. Like, I don't think there's any question, like, he would be chomping at the bit to get it. So, um, so yeah, if that's the case like then you know the logical conclusion is you got to be careful about giving the playbook to somebody who's not who might not be on your team next year and um, and yeah I mean I think we all know the score here though I mean it doesn't seem weird, does it like that seems like probably the way logically you would handle it if you were in the situation the bears are no
2: yeah, unless you were fully on board, we're keeping right. Justin. agree
4: right I mean there's no I mean there's no need to I mean, like A, it's still February, but B, like you know, it's there's some risk involved. I mean, you know how these coaches are about these things. Like, you don't want that floating around out there, and you know, I think they feel like they can trust Justin, but you know, it's not like it's not they're gonna be handing out the playbook to everybody this early in the process when they don't know who's gonna be on the team yet. Um, You know, again, like if you've got somebody you know is gonna be on the team, I use the example of Justin Herbert with Jim Harbaugh and and Greg Roman in, in L.A., I mean, my guess would be he probably has had a lot of those discussions already, and he probably already has the playbook and all of that.
2: So uh, interesting scenario yeah, I mean, in the way he painted that picture. It seems kind of simple, and it's something that I really wasn't thinking about, but it makes a ton of sense the way that Albert laid it all out. So Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Albert Breer again, Tuesdays with Cap and Jay Hutt. All right, let's crosstalk
0: with Bleck and Abdallah. They're brought to you by Steinhoffels and the crosstalk session coming up next.
1: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN1000Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago.
0: All right, let's crosstalk with Black and Abdallah. Coming up here in uh, just about uh, 15 minutes. Brought to you by Steinhoffel's four Chicagoland locations. Newest one in Harwood Heights near the airport. Shop at the one in Vernon Hills. Ask for my guy, Jeremy. He's their general manager. He's going to take great care of you, but they are all awesome. And they're all employee owners as well. All the employees own a part of the store. It's what makes them great. Uh, What's up, boys? How you doing? What's up, guys? What's up?
5: Did you guys,
2: reading the tea leaves, uh, what did you guys make of what was said today?
5: Uh, Ryan Poles is trying to trade Justin Fields, yeah, and like, then he's let uh, Justin Fields' side know, like tonight, that they're trying to trade him as soon as possible. It'd be best for the Bears if the Bears could get this trade done, so we could get our team set in the right direction and we know what we're doing for the future. I think it, as soon as possible tonight, he would like this done ASAP before blocking are at, over at eight. We're gonna we're gonna bring you that's that not news. gonna happen. I don't believe. Well, he would like. I think Ryan Poles would like that. Yeah, you know, he said
0: what tomorrow,
1: right? Instead yeah. of yeah, I think if he if he could, he would this. If he could have traded it before the combine, this would be uh, he would have he would have.
2: Yeah, and don't you guys like agree? I mean, it's this is not you know Dick Tracy where'd you pop, park the cop car? Uh, I mean, it's pretty obvious stuff. But I, I, I mean, when when you you look at the scenario of what is is unfolding, um, like. You can't trade the pick right away, but there's more gray area with regard to trying to find a dance partner for Justin than there is for how they truly feel about the first overall selection. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Totally. That's what's hanging it up. It's not, it it doesn't feel like this is a big dose of indecision. This is about how, how are we going to maximize return on the investment we have that we're trying to deal?
5: Well, he said it uh, earlier today that, they're confident in what they've prepped uh, in in the group that they have to make the decision. He, he doesn't seem like this. It seems like this is um, matter of fact, this is what we're going to do. We, we've done our research. We've we prepped. We've uh, watched the tape. We've talked to people. We have a direction we're going to go or we think we're going to go. And this is what we're going to do with the franchise. But you're right, Tom. I, I do think that finding someone to take Justin Fields, I think is is definitely the more difficult challenge here because I think they know what they're gonna do with the number one pick.
1: I still think that it's uh that there are a few teams that still wanna figure out what they wanna do. Like sure. there's you know, there's the rumor that the, uh, the, the Vikings might be willing to deal Justin Jefferson. Do they trade him to the Patriots for that third pick? That means the Patriots aren't picking third anymore, so they need a quarterback, so maybe the Patriots then become involved. Like There's so many moving pieces with other teams that maybe this goes into next week, but the fact that he kept saying before free agency starts, yes. I mean, that's March 13th. Yeah, so it's you've, you've got like two weeks to get this done. So it's, it's not that far off, but there are so many moving pieces that teams could be added. Teams could be taken away. Like there's so much that could be involved well, here.
5: We talked about last night, you know, what if Atlanta sees Kirk Cousins as a viable option? They have cap space they go out, they go after Kirk Cousins, or that's what they're planning on doing. That eliminates a team that we've been talking about the entire offseason, having interest or, or, or being or a they good... Or Lan- Chris
2: the eighth pick on a, on a quarterback.
5: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that too. Straight um, up. So, I mean, like, Atlanta's interesting. Like Adam said, Minnesota's interesting. The Patriots are interesting. There's a lot of teams that could kind of move and go in different directions. Um, like, the one that's kind of cool is Pittsburgh. Because, like, Pittsburgh... To use the 20th pick on a quarterback, Mm-mm. at that point, you're better off going after Justin Fields. So like, how many options does Pittsburgh have? And Pittsburgh right. doesn't have any cap space either. No. I still
0: like Pittsburgh, but, but like, the thing may be where they know how many other teams are there and they're trying to get him. Are they trying to low ball pace, uh,
2: pulse? Sure. We're not playing the game anymore. No, we we tucked that away. One of yeah, the one, We're not playing the games game anymore. What are we, you guys talking? about? It to- expired. You have to you Sylvie, are-
1: you have to go into your bathroom and give yourself a swirly. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. No, you have to go give yourself a swirly now. That's what that's the rules when you're at home. <laughs> yeah. Those are the rules.
0: But you know, you, you know what I'm saying like I, like is Pittsburgh just saying, "Hey, we'll give you a third? Sure. And, and you know, I mean right. like Yeah. If, if if there's not any other as you keep calling it Waddle Dance Partners.
2: Yeah. Like, what what, what do they have to be in a well, hurry for? That's why, you know, I mean, that's this is, this is a delicate, you know, walk for them. I, I You don't want to be late. And at the same time, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe I don't know what's going to exist out there. I just, I feel now more than ever, and maybe we'll all be wrong. I don't know. But, like. Tell me that, that listening to to Matt Eberflus, he didn't tell you exactly what they were going to do by not telling you what they were going to do. Yeah. He sat there and told you that the, the, you know the important parts of being a good quarterback or what they're looking for is third down performance, two-minute drills, and end of the game. And then, like again, it, it's, it's not all Justin's fault, but go back and look at his performance over the last three years in those particular situations – It's not a flattering picture.
5: No, it's not. And it's also not a picture that you would paint for a quarterback that's going to lead a team to the playoffs or the Super Bowl. It's a quarterback that you would have to hope that the defense is top five and can drag him to that point, and then hopefully he figures it out. It's just just not who he is at this moment. And it's unfortunate that he didn't uh, develop to that point, but it seems like everything's in place for the Bears to kind of
2: Change the direction that they're going to go. You, you know, it's interesting as well because we asked him about you, you know his experience in polls about his experience in Kansas City, maybe what he learned there that he can pl- can apply here. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned the word infrastructure, and and that's where I have a ton of of sympathy for the situation Justin was thrust into as a rookie with with Maggie. You know, in the system that they were trying to make him run. And then the following year, you change offensive coordinators and you're tearing the roster down. The infrastructure wasn't there. And it's just, you know, it's not his fault. Now, you know, he has to assume some responsibility for the lack of of consistent offensive production. But this has been a very difficult situation he's been in with that in mind. I believe they have created a pretty solid infrastructure and have the ability to improve that infrastructure with their draft capital and with their free agency money to spend for that next guy. If it is Caleb Williams, that young man, if it's him, is going to walk into a situation that most first overall picks in the draft don't find themselves in very frequently.
1: Yeah, and I think that, you know, this isn't – you guys had a caller last segment or the segment before that that asked what would – what would this? What would be you guys be talking about if you didn't have the first pick, right? Well, we don't live in that world. Like, they have the first pick? So that's the world we're living in. Well, like,
5: it's obvious so you'd be talking about Justin Fields getting better if yeah. they didn't have the first pick. I mean, and, and, and what, maybe not, I, I don't I mean, understand the, these fans that don't understand maybe, the concept you know that we, they were
1: gifted the number one pick. You know, what we'd be talking about whether or not that they'd yeah. be picking up the fifth-year option. Yeah, whether we've seen yeah. enough to give the guy twenty-five million dollars for one year. Well, what are you guys gonna be talking about? If,
5: this team won seven games. We would be talking about them hopefully improving enough to get into the playoffs next season. It being a, a make-or-break season for Eberflus, mm-hmm. for Poles, kind of putting things into place and finally getting to the playoffs. Maybe not getting your ass handed to you twice by the Packers. That would be nice next season, right? Like That's what we would be talking about. Like I don't understand people who are confused by this. If, if Poles didn't pull off the trade last year and just totally swindled the, the Panthers to get this pick...
1: We wouldn't be talking about uh, Caleb Williams thank, or Drake May. Thank God the Panthers' owner is a dummy. Yeah, exactly. It's great. I, you know who you guys can thank for that? You know who you want to thank for that? And I listen, I'll take credit for it. You can tell me. You can thank me and Good I'll job. thank him. Good job, Adam. You can thank Nick Saban. You can thank Nick Saban for right, talking to he the Panthers. Pan- Bryce, Bryce yep, he convinced the Panthers' owner to take Bryce Young. So you can thank Nick Saban for the Bears' number one overall pick.
0: Right, because if C.J. Stroud goes there, the Bears are probably picking what tenth?
1: Yeah,
5: yeah, it, exactly. I mean, at in, in that point, we're not having the debates over who they're going to take a number one, right? Because no, like, of it's not, not. even. Uh, I would. Are I would deba- wonder-
1: You know, we're taking we're taking calls from people that say use the two picks and trade up. Yeah, yeah, right, to go after the quarterback that you want. you know, to go we get say, Marvin
0: Harrison, yeah. to tr- trade, yes. t- trade up trade 9 up. and 10 to get number three. Yes,
5: yeah.
2: exactly, exactly, Sylvie. We, we talk about it all the time. Even great teams need a good bit of luck to win a championship. In, in franchises, you need a break every now and again to, to kind of break through that barrier that you've never been able to break through. And they may have that opportunity because of the good fortune that you just described, Adam. They've yeah. got an opportunity, possibly with the first overall selection for the second consecutive year, to find somebody that hopefully can do some of the stuff that has never been done by a quarterback in a Bears uniform. All right, boys, have a great show. Thank you. Thank you. We'll
1: see you guys see tomorrow. You guys tomorrow. To Still so we'll gonna get that swirly?
0: No, I'm not. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> or I'll just say I did. There but you go. No, I I won't. Um, <laughs> Bleck and Abdallah coming up next. Thanks to Ryan Poles for joining us. Um, Thank you to Meller and Tyler today as well. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Tuesday night.